0: Welcome to the Arizona Society of CPAs podcast. I'm John Balmer,
1: ASCPA Director of Government Relations.
0: My experts today,
2: Kevin Domena worked for Ryan and Joe Demena at Domena Public Affairs.
0: I'm David Walser. I'm a CPA in Arizona. I've been practicing since 1987, primarily in the area of tax.
3: I'm Ann Cornelius. I have a CPA firm practicing in Old Town Scottsdale, and I've been serving on the tax legislation committee uh, for I don't even know how many years at this point. It's a very long time.
4: Jared Van Arsdale, tax partner with Allman & Company a small CPA firm here in the Valley.
5: Ed Zollers, I am a certified public accountant, been in practice here in Arizona. Since 1982, and I'm a native of the Phoenix area.
6: Yes, this is Grant Nula, uh, Deputy Director, Arizona Department of
1: Revenue. What exactly is income tax conformity, and what impact does this process have on Arizona taxpayers and policymakers? Each year, the Arizona Legislature considers federal income tax conformity one of the many bills introduced. In most years, this annual exercise flies under the radar. Occasionally though, Congress makes some major changes that can impact Arizona's state taxes. In short, conformity is the precursor for Arizonans being able to file state income tax returns using federal adjusted gross income as the starting point. So why do we have to conform each year? What does that process entail for the legislature, the Department of Revenue and taxpayers? Perhaps most importantly, why does it matter? To answer those questions, I spoke with some experts. To begin to understand why we conform and the processes involved, we'll need some historical context. For that, I asked ASCPA lobbyist, Kevin Debenna to shed some light.
2: So Arizona's constitution is the last in manifest destiny. And by the time Arizona was set up as a state, they didn't trust the man. They didn't trust the establishment. And so Arizona has, as the result of that, a very powerful legislature and a less powerful executive. And one of the things our constitution prohibits is the delegation of legislative authority. That's just flat out off limits. And so the perspective is this, if you said that the Arizona Income Tax Code is the Internal Revenue Code, once that code is amended at the federal level, you would have effectively amended the arizona income tax code as well and that's not something that the state that's not a power that it can delegate away so in the uh, age of states rights and 50 little governments under one large and with the advent of the income tax system arizona up until the 80s was the cowboy state that we know and love and it didn't conform to much outside of arizona and the tax code really wasn't any exception.
1: When did Arizona make the switch to conform to the Internal Revenue Code?
2: In the 80s, business had reached the point where Arizona was coming out of the doldrums of trying to be a real estate economy, an agricultural economy. And realistically, we needed to get in touch with other jurisdictions to become an interstate commerce competitor. So the natural extension from that was, uh, in the early 80s, a handful of large businesses raised this as an issue and wanted to simply change the Arizona Income Tax Code to be the federal code, which seemed sensible for uniformity's sake. Turns out, under our Constitution, that wasn't permitted. And so that's the system we have today. So as a result, we do this each year now with an income tax conformity bill at the legislature, which effectively takes the federal numbers and makes them the starting point for Arizona adjusted gross income.
1: What was the process like for Arizona taxpayers and tax practitioners before we conformed?
0: It basically doubled the amount of effort required to prepare a client's tax returns. This is ASCPA member, David Walzer. We would first prepare them using the federal rules and then we'd go in and make whatever changes were necessary to prepare the Arizona return and since the same item may be defined differently for Arizona and uh, federal purposes, we had to keep those two definitions in in mind, uh, so it was very. I don't want to say difficult, but it certainly required a lot more effort than being able to just keep the single definition in mind when we were uh, doing compliance effort. It also made it much more difficult for us to do any kind of planning because again, the federal rules and the state rules could be vastly different.
1: So we know why Arizona conforms to the internal revenue code and what it was like before we did. Now that we have it, what does it mean to Arizonans? well it has to do with the federal adjusted gross income and cornelius explains
3: federal adjusted gross income um, is a calculation made at the federal level so when you prepare your federal individual tax return you're calculating income minus certain uh deductions to arrive at adjusted gross income at the federal level that figure is particularly important at the state level because that's the starting point. So um, in years where there are major changes, it's even more important that the state legislature act to ensure that we get the end result that we're looking for at the state level.
1: Since federal adjusted gross income is the starting point for Arizona taxpayers, it makes sense why conforming is so important. I asked ASCPA immediate past board chair Jared Van Arsdale, what conforming means for the Arizona legislature.
4: Absent that conformity, the state of Arizona, the legislature would need to define or create its own individual income tax code just for Arizona tax residents. So federal tax conformity effectively gives the legislature quite a bit of flexibility.
1: That's fairly practical. Rather than writing our own tax code, Arizona bases it off the feds. And since Arizona doesn't delegate the authority to determine the tax code to the Internal Revenue Code, we need to conform to that base, to that starting point. I turn to tax expert Ed Zollers for insight on Arizona's fixed-date conformity process.
5: Fixed-date conformity means we conform to a specific day as the law existed on that day. Rolling conformity, which some other states adopt, means that when Congress changes the law, the state law effectively automatically updates combined with the fact that Arizona's legislature meets annually starting in January for its regular session and normally does not come back, it means we're usually behind the eight ball a little bit when we start every year trying to get the laws in line because since the legislature last met, Congress normally has done some work to the tax law. And so the legislature, when they come in, we already had the years ended for federal tax purposes. People are starting to prepare returns And we still have to decide if Arizona is going to agree to what the federal law changes were. If we're going to try to say some things we're gonna be different on, and we have to do that in time so people can get the returns filed, preferably by the regular due date of April 15th. So does that mean we simply conform in whole or in part
1: and the Arizona taxpayers can begin filing their state returns? As Dr. Grant Nula, Arizona Department of Revenue Deputy Director, explains, the process is a little more complex.
6: So each year, the Arizona legislature and the executive must um, agree or enact legislation that updates or really conforms Arizona income taxes to the definition of the Internal Revenue Code effective for the current tax year. As the US Congress and the President of the United States work to make changes to federal tax law, that changes the Internal Revenue Code and therefore it requires the Arizona legislature and executive must then choose to conform or not conform the Arizona revised statutes to the most recent federal tax law changes. And so to the extent that changes to the IRC or Internal Revenue Code increase or decrease FADGI, These changes flow through from the federal income tax returns to Arizona income tax returns, hence the keen interest by Arizona policymakers
1: in this conformity process. Can you take us through the conformity process from the department's perspective? When one legislative session
6: ends, DOR gets to work on what we call our year-end process. It's basically, we're going to prepare individual and corporate tax return forms for the upcoming filing season. So let's say typically a legislative session ends in late spring. At that time, we receive all the Arizona legislative changes that have occurred to the state tax code, and we start adjusting our forms. Secondly, then we start programming those forms into our tax system, and then once we've done that, we start translating the paper form into what we call schemas. And schemas are just basically electronic blueprints of our of our returns, and make sure that those schemas are tested and ready to send out to soft, software vendors, so that they can then, in turn, you know, think of your H&R Block, TurboTax, etc. So they can take those schemas and build their software products around the Arizona specific set of schemas, all the while. At the federal level, there can be changes to federal tax law throughout a calendar year. Perhaps it had happened during the during the legislative session, the Arizona legislative session that ended, or perhaps it happened sometime during the summer or autumn while the Department of Revenue is, in turn, making its changes to its systems, developing the schemas, and and so forth. So, what the the assumption that the Arizona Department of Revenue has is we're doing all this work because it's um, lengthy work lasting probably a good six months for us to prepare for the next filing season. As those federal tax law changes happen, we're assuming that the state is going to conform to all of those, those changes. And why do we have to make that assumption? It's really, we don't have an, any better choice.
1: Does the legislature have to conform to the Internal Revenue Code completely?
6: The legislature really has three choices. They could conform to everything, conform to none of it, or conform to some and not and not others. We don't have a crystal ball in terms of under knowing what the legislature will do. So we assume that they're going to fully conform, which is really in reality pretty much the case year after year after year, because rarely are there. Substantial federal tax law changes that really necessitate the legislature not totally conforming to the changes to the IRC. It's that mismatch in timing between what the feds do in terms of term determining federal tax law and the timing of our work of our the department's workflow to prepare for the following tax season that really creates this conformity issue. So, the department's doing its work. We're coming up to filing season in January of the next year. And the legislature goes into session and before they do that um, by statute 42 uh, 1005 the Department of Revenue has to issue a report to the legislature by January 10th that explains. What changes were made at the federal le- federal level that require a conformity decision and if there are any costs or are any revenue impacts increase decrease to the state by conforming to those federal changes and so, then the legislature takes takes that DOR report, translates it into a, a conformity bill. And usually, as I said before, it's usually full, full conformity is what's reflected in that. And they move it through the legislation legislative session as quickly as possible. Because what that bill really do, is doing is telling the department and tax prep, CPAs, tax preparers, everyone that's fi- just about to file their returns or are in the process of filing returns that, yes, the return that, is re- that you are filing is reflective of how the state is going to treat the federal tax law changes. And if that bill isn't passed, then the department or its customers know whether or not those those changes in the Internal Revenue Code are going to be flow through to the state return.
1: While seemingly routine, income tax conformity is no small feat. From ADOR's standpoint to the legislators who have to analyze any IRC changes and introduce and pass the bill, there's quite a bit involved. As we all know, the Arizona legislature convenes in January of each year. Income tax returns are due April 15th. That's a fairly small window for such a necessary and substantive piece of legislation. So naturally, taxpayers and CPAs are eager for the legislature to conform as early as possible in the year. But what happens when that doesn't happen? Here's Jared Van Arsdale again.
4: From... To a practitioner's point of view, the taxpayer point of view from the Department of Revenue, but the Department of Revenue is they're making some pretty significant assumptions because they have to get forms out, right? Taxpayers need forms. Those forms have to make some pretty significant assumptions based on conformity, right? And that's one administrative challenge for the department. For practitioners, it's the exact same thing. We're making, we're following the state's lead on some of those assumptions, maybe based on some historical consistency, you know, but there's some nuances that the state hasn't adopted in the past that creates uncertainty, particularly, you know, of depreciation related issues, but more in particular, individual residents without that certainty, they're, they're going to either file and be non-compliant, right. With certain tax provisions, because they simply aren't aware. It creates compliance issues. It probably slows the process. It delays a lot of people from filing, you know, a lot of people will go on extension to create that certainty for themselves so like you know what this is a big tax issue for me i'm not comfortable making a guess until the state legislature kind of comes to a conclusion on their conformity decision. so i'll just extend and kick the can and have some certainty
1: ed zollers expands on the impact on arizonans when there's late conformity at the legislature
5: when we have later conformity a couple of things happen Some people just like to do tax work earlier in the year. So they're gonna wanna file their returns in early March. And the problem is they have to guess which way Arizona is gonna go on conforming items. If they guess wrong, then the problem is they have to come back and redo their return or face the option that they may get notices that will redo the return for them and end up with having negative adjustments. More often what happens is, though, people then have to sit there and wait. They have their federal return all done, ready to go, but they don't know the answers yet on Arizona. The same thing happens for the tax professionals. You'll get all the federal work done, but you won't yet know what to do about Arizona returns. And your choice is either to go forward with what normally the Department of Revenue will make assumptions about what's likely to happen, To go forward with that and hope the Department of Revenue got it right, and obviously if the legislature's not yet passed the bill, we don't know for sure yet what's going to happen in that regard. Or you have to just delay and sometimes even put returns on extension, because there have been years where the legislature has been unable to decide by the April fifteenth filing deadline.
1: Early passage of the legislation is, by all accounts, a key factor in the annual conformity exercise. Part of what can delay the legislature from acting is the impact on state revenues.
5: The real reason why we'll see a change in revenue is pretty simple. If we're changing the amount of income, less deductions, if that number is generally going up federally, let's say we've made more things subject to tax, if Arizona did nothing but conform and didn't change their rates, we'd see revenue go up. Conversely, if the federal government were to add a lot of deductions to the code, Then when Arizona conforms, we will see the revenues go down. Or put another way. Anything that
2: constitutes relief at the federal level will, as a natural course, reduce adjusted gross income, the starting point for taxable income in Arizona. The opposite is true, you can add to it. And so when this happens, that money becomes new revenue. And this is the constant balance with conformity. The revenue side and the desire for this uniform, understandable tax code.
1: So, Kevin, there's a potential for a lot of debate on this topic based on the revenue implications.
2: Frankly, if conformity produces a revenue windfall, there will be thoughts on how to spend it. And if it produces the opposite, somebody's going to say this will cut into teachers getting a salary increase. Indirectly, all of this is true, it's a series of trade offs.
1: But does conforming always mean
0: we'll have a revenue impact? We could have had 100% conformity and just adjusted the rate to get the right tax revenue number.
1: Is that a better solution for lawmakers to consider?
0: Well, I I don't want to suggest that we ought to be always uh, adjusting the rate every year because it would be nice to have some sort of stability in the rate structure. But in 2017, there was a large change in the definition of what is the tax base, that is, what, it, what constitutes taxable income.
1: In December 2017, the president signed the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But the extensive legislative overhaul and the following conformity considerations in Arizona were not the norm when it comes to Congress and the U.S. tax code, as Anne Cornelius explains.
3: The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, again, was unique. Since 1986, we haven't had any, anything that major. I I don't anticipate any major overalls in a long time. Again, I mean, I think things will get tweaked as they always do. In the case of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, there were a couple of errors that, that did get corrected. Certainly this doesn't happen very often. So it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be a major ordeal to sit down and discuss conformity.
1: Conformity is important to Arizonans. And when I asked these experts, what is the best scenario for conformity each year? They all agreed, pass it early.
3: Every legislative session, they're a hot button. I, and, the, and the focus goes to that. And they battle out those matters while we sit waiting for conformity to happen. And, and basically we're all kind of on pins and needles and, and, and on hold and making all these assumptions, right or wrong. When I think it would be a simple matter to just deal with conformity and move on to your hot button items.
4: Try to adopt full conformity as best and as quickly as possible.
5: From the taxpayer's perspective, the earlier we know the answers to, what are you going to do the better and less expensive and less time they'll spend complying with Arizona's tax laws. So it's a good for the taxpayers if we know the answer right up front. So, you know, the legislature is going to be in a tough position of having difficult decisions to make, but understanding there is a definite cost for every day they delay making that decision.
0: And the earlier that better it is for, I think, everybody. CPAs, we generally charge by the hour, so it's actually extra work for us and, in theory, extra revenue. But most of us don't like generating revenue uh, that doesn't provide their client any benefit. And so we would also prefer to have forms that we can rely on available early in the year. So as soon as our clients have the information required to file a return, we can go ahead and file that return for them.
1: Kevin DeMena, who has lobbied on behalf of the ASCPA for nearly a quarter century, has seen conformity since its inception. And as he sees it, though it might not be perfect, Arizona has made it work.
2: What a wonderful world we live in where some of my most colorful political memories revolve around income tax conformity. But the short version is in the 40 years I've spent, I started as a staffer in 80 and staffed the Senate Finance Committee, chaired by Ray Rodas at the time, that began conformity. Full on, we're now a conforming state. So in my 20s, as a young PUP finance analyst, I remember the very first time I explained conformity to a legislative committee. And you know what? Here we are 40 years later, That, I think, is a testimonial to a number of different things, but also that it's a good system. All due respect to other organizations, the society is central to conformity in Arizona, getting the legislation introduced, understood, passed, and signed, and as much as anything, getting the education necessary to make sure there's a desire, an understanding of the need to get this bill done.
1: Kevin, if you had to summarize the ASCPA's position on conformity in a single sentence, what would you say?
2: our number one objective is to make sure that whichever direction they choose, it's done correctly.
1: There you have it. Federal income tax conformity and its importance to Arizona. Thank you for listening.